Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover the news, the culture, the fails, mematic warfare, all of it. Today we have a very special show lined up. We're going to talk about what the implications are of you know, the recent move by the U.S. Treasury sanctioning an open source tool. But today's news was Russia and Iran were signaling that they were going to use Bitcoin to facilitate overseas trade. And we have the perfect guest to talk about that. We have Regulatory Jason. He works at Bitcoin Policy Institute. We had David Zell. He's one of the founders on the show before. So how you doing, Jason? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm doing great. Really excited about the different topics we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. And of course, the legendary Optimus Fields. How are you doing, Opti? What's up, Nico? I am doing good. Feel good. Uh, apparently lost track of what day it is, but we're here. Uh, and yeah, guys, I'm excited for this one. You, you know, I, I love hearing Nico's take, and, and we have a great guest for what's going on today. So this is going to be a good one. Of course, in the culture, I'm going to cover Jimmy Song's article that he just dropped, Bitcoin Can Heal Fiat Relationships. I think you guys are going to love this one. So let's just get into this one. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Let's start it. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. And if you're a digital nomad, you have no excuse because now you could run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit Noddle.eu today. That's right, guys. If you're not running your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. Anyways, at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is at 20,115 sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time. That's funny. 4,971 block height, 752,035 reachable Bitcoin nodes, 15,198. A little bit of an uptick. Blocks to the halvening, 87,965 blocks. Having estimates in April 21st, 2024, total Lightning Network capacity, 4,614. Capacity value, $92 million estimated. Hash rate estimate, 208 exahashes. Realized monetary inflation, 1.78%. Market capitalization, 385 billion US dollars. Bitcoin's still a baby. Anyways, what I wanted to talk about today was some comments that Cynthia Lummis had at the BitBlock Boom conference over the over the weekend, she had a fireside chat with Parker Lewis of Unchained Capital. And someone asked her a question that you couldn't hear what the question was, but her response, I think really, really, I think it really meant something. And I think it, I think it really revealed who is really hostile towards Bitcoin in the US government. And I, I'm glad because we have regulatory Jason, that's what the Bitcoin Policy Institute is all about, right? And we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but first let's play the video and then we'll talk about it. Uh, the most, in, in my opinion, now I'm just giving you my opinion, Treasury is the most hostile. Some people point to uh, the SEC as the most hostile, I completely disagree. I think Gary Gensler's much more knowledgeable about this than people give him credit for. And he will say publicly and has said publicly, Bitcoin is a commodity. Um, and of course, uh, the CFTC, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, is very pro um, developing the uh, spot market and futures market uh, for these assets. So uh, I, th I think we're good to go at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Uh, we've got to work some work to do it tr at uh, the SEC, but the most work is going to be at Treasury. Now, when Janet Yellen uh, became the Treasury Secretary, she was really, I would say, quite hostile. And she has softened her views somewhat, which is encouraging. Um, I suspect that really Gary Gensler has been, been playing a role 
in helping soften her views. Uh, but uh, she seems to be very close to Elizabeth Warren, and that's a struggle for us. That, I think, is uh, our, 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 our most uh, rigid uh, opponent. And so we're going to be struggling uh, there. Uh, but I think we're making a little bit of progress, maybe not specifically with Senator Warren, but with people uh, that are still in her orbit. Uh, this is, it's going to be a heavy lift, especially on the banking committee, which I'm on, because Elizabeth Warren's on Bandan. So our, our work with Treasury is going to be to, you know, try to keep their, uh, their, their uh, mitts. So... Regulatory, Jason, you're part of keeping the mitts away from Treasury, away from Bitcoin. I'm sure you have, I'm sure you know a little bit more than we do. What's going on and what's behind, of course, we have our suspicions. We're going to cover that during the news. But what's behind this hostility from the U.S. Treasury, in your opinion? You know, one thing, and, you know, show me the end incentives and I'll show you I think I think that in in Washington DC that is what's some somebody's end game they had what are they trying to maybe and and I think what you heard Jason, is Jason your 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 audio your audio is cutting in and out unfortunately can, sorry can you hear me okay now yeah no it's still it's still a little bit choppy unfortunately sorry Anyways, um, so while we figure that out, uh, dude, um, look, so now it's going to get a little bit uh, Nico Jones Opti-ish. Uh, look, why would, the, why would the Treasury be hostile? I mean, in, in my opinion, right, I think Bitcoin fundamentally challenges one of the most potent weapons in the U.S. government's art, uh, arsenal to influence overseas politics, right? Which is the weaponization of the weaponization of you know the U.S. dollar, and they use that they use that through sanction policy to try to implement regime change overseas, right? So I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer why uh, why Janet Yellen would be against Bitcoin. Now Elizabeth Warren, that's a whole other you know, topic that I don't want to cover today. I want to cover specifically the U.S. Treasury. But I mean, look, this is part of the separation of money and state, right? Like this is what it's all about, right? This is, they're not going to just give over the keys lightly. And, and now the big question that I have for you guys is, do you believe that current U.S. sanction policy is, could it work with Bitcoin, this open monetary network? That's a big question, right? Remember what happened when Afghanistan, I mean, when the United States pulled out of Afghanistan, one of the first things that they did was cut it off from the global financial system. They've done that, the US government's done that to Cuba, the US government's done that to Iran, the US government's done that to Russia, the US government's done that to North Korea. And because the world uses the dollar as the global reserve currency, the dollar is used to facilitate trade worldwide, even if it's not the United States involved in the transaction, right? Even if it's just two foreign countries and, you know, they're trying to close a deal, what tends to happen is that they use the dollar. It looks like Jason's back. I can hear me. You're still a little choppy, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Can you so hear me. Is this better? So, uh, it's coming in and out, unfortunately. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this, brother? Well, I I vividly remember this moment at Bitblock Boom, and I I absolutely love this take by Senator Lummis. It, it kind it made me. You know, you know me, I, I'm just the resident tinfoil hat wearer, so like, I, I just fundamentally start from the position that if you're in government, I, I just don't trust you. And, uh, you know, I know that Gensler like, should know better. He, he did teach 
uh, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain courses at MIT. And and you're the one that incepted the idea in my head that like Gensler is not a friend of Bitcoin. But we know for sure that Janet Yellen does not like Bitcoin nor Bitcoiners, considering that we turned her into one of the greatest memes. So it just, you know, I, it's only fitting that she would be this aggressive towards Bitcoin uh, because like, you know, when you get dunked on and people make fun of you, like she, she's a running meme. So like, of course she's going to have some kind of emotional connection with dunking on Bitcoiners. But, um, you know, as, as Senator Lummis said, uh, Gensler is not as nefarious as we may think as Bitcoiners. Of course, we come from the position that, you know, don't trust any politician. First and foremost is kind of like where, where I start from. But I do love see or I did love see love to see uh, Senator Lummis dunking on Janet Yellen and Elizabeth Warren, because like we do it all the time. And to see a senator do it, it it's heartwarming. And just to answer your question, Nico. We're going to cover it in the news, but yeah, we know sanctions don't work in Bitcoin. Like you can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. So, you know, I, I'm just interested to see where this is all going to play out. Like where on the front lines, Bitcoin is still unaffected. You just like stay humble, stack sats, put your Bitcoin into cold storage. This is why we tell you guys these, you know, this is why we tell you the Bitcoin cliches is because if you do it correctly, you are unaffected and and we know that we know that bitcoin isn't going to get regulated by the sec we know that bitcoin is is different than all the shit coins so it just it is what it is but i i'm very interested hopefully we can get jason in here with the right connection and because uh, i'd love to hear his take because like i said you know i i am the one that just like i used to tune it out completely and now i'm i'm starting to lean into it so, hello interesting Hey, Jason, why don't you try going audio only? And I think that might make it a little bit better. There we go. Anyways, let's, uh, Jason, what are your takes on Janet Yellen and her comments at BitBlockBoom? Let me try that again. Jason, could you hear us? All right, looks like Jason's having some issues. F in let's, the chat. F in yeah, the chat. let's move on to the news. We got some interesting news today. Let's check it out. Daily news brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch from node cases to key rings to the vents on the back of your ASIC for air management. And of course, the famous 3d printed bitcoin grenade toy which comes in any custom color your heart desires you want it in gold they make it in gold and you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get five percent off cryptocloaks.com all right guys this is the simply bitcoin live so usually the stuff when we did a pre-recorded show i'd be able to cut out all the mistakes all the connection issues all the audio issues but because this is live we have to roll with it but don't worry some crazy news today. Let's check this out. This article by Bitcoin Magazine. This is a big deal. And I'm going to tie it up with the Cynthia Lummis video that we played for you guys in the beginning. The name of the article for our audio listeners is Iran Greenlights Bitcoin and Crypto Payments for Imports Report. Iran passed an act which enables the use of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency payments for imports through a comprehensive legal framework per report from legal news outlet Tazanim. I, I, Iranian Minister, Minister of Industry, Mine and Trade, Riza Fatemi, revealed that the recently passed law defines regulations on cryptocurrencies addressing supply concerns for fuel and electricity costs for mining and provides authorization for the administration to use cryptocurrencies. The minister reported reiterated the authorization was an agreement between the, uh, the Ministry of Industry and the central bank, arguably suggesting a multi-department consensus on the viability of Bitcoin as of here's the signal out of this entire article. I'm going to read it again. Arguably suggesting a multi-departmental consensus on the viability of Bitcoin as a means for international payments. Fatemi also noted that local businesses will also be able to import vehicles by using Bitcoin instead of the US dollar or the euro. Tasimi highlighted the, the move comes on the heels of an August 9th announcement by the head of Iran's trade promotion organization saying the country registered its first import order 
process with cryptocurrency. The order was reportedly valued over 10 million US dollars. Now on the heels of this announcement very quickly, Russia also now also made something signal uh, also signaling that they're going to do the same. This is a quote by a Russian minister. He says, "We need to intensely develop innovative areas including the adoption of digital assets." Check this out. This is a safe alternative for all parties that can guarantee uninterrupted payment for the supply of goods from abroad and for export. Now, it's interesting. Why would the US, why would the Iranian government and the Russian government be signaling that they want to use an alternative means of payment? Well, here is the sanctions programs and country information from the treasury.gov website, right? The same treasury that Cynthia Lummis was talking about. I'm going to tie it in. Bear with me, guys. And if you look at their sanction list, Iran sanctions from 2021 and sanctions from 2022, right? So obviously, if the U.S. government sanctions a policy and the U.S. dollar is the global reserve currency, meaning it's usually used to facilitate trade, that gives the U.S. government a tremendous amount of leverage to dictate what country can and what country cannot use the US dollar. Now, before Bitcoin, there was no other good alternatives until Bitcoin. And then, right, this becomes incredibly obvious why they're gonna try to use Bitcoin and shitcoins, but we all know it's really Bitcoin, to try to facilitate international trade. Basically using that to circumvent US sanctions. Now it starts to kind of make sense why the treasury would be hostile towards Bitcoin in the first place. And then tie this in, guys. I know you don't for, I don't I, I know you didn't forget about this. The privacy tool sanctions. Before I get that, I want to read what the definition of a sanction is. It says economic sanctions are commercial and financial penalties applied by one or more countries. Check this out, guys, against a targeted self-governing state group or individual does it say technology there it doesn't say technology it says group individual or country but as we saw august 8th u.s treasury sanction of policy tools places sweeping restrictions on all americans how is adding tornado cash to the sdn list different from past ofac sanctions a smart contract is a robot not a person it is a software that resides on the Ethereum blockchain. If a contract is credibly decentralized, then the original authors of that contract could be hit by a bus and the service would, would, would continue to work. As such, today's action does not seem so much a sanction against a person or entity with agency. It appears instead to be the sanctioning of a tool that is neutral in character and that could be put to good or bad uses like any other technology. It is not any specific bad actor who is being sanctioned, but instead it is all Americans who may wish to use this automated tool in order to protect their own privacy while transacting online who are having their liberty curtailed without the benefit of any due process. Sanctioning a tool that is not an alias of any person meriting sanction is substantially different from typical usage of the SDN list. It is a ban on, on a technology and not a sanction against a person. And now why would the US Treasury want to ban a technology? And remember, if they could, don't be distracted by the shit coinery. Because at the end of the day, Tornado Cash was an open source project of which the developer was arrested. It's almost as if the U.S. Treasury is trying to set a precedent on whether they can and cannot sanction open source software. And why would they want to do that in the first place? Well, it's becoming incredibly obvious. Because it countries are using the technology to circumvent U.S. sanction policy. Obviously, Iran, Russia, and this is just the beginning. So this goes back to one of my original points, and I'm an American, and I, and I love this country. I love what it represents. But we really have to ask ourselves, is current U.S. sanction policy which gets to dictate what country, what populations can and cannot use U.S. dollars, or better said, can and cannot transact with the U.S. the U.S. economy, with you know the U.S. financial system. Is that type of system compatible with Bitcoin's open monetary network? And that's 
really, really good question to ask. And that's a question that we all have to really ask ourselves. Because this is just the first inning. I suspect this will continue to escalate. And remember what the Treasury has been trying to do. They've been trying to implement the old system on top of Bitcoin. Remember, the Office of Foreign Asset Control was behind Maripool and Marathon censoring Bitcoin blocks. We know that doesn't work, right? But we also know that the Office of Foreign Asset Control was also behind sanctioning this open source software that, that was facilitating privacy, but for everybody. So, man, this it, it's incredibly obvious that this is going to be a contentious issue in the next couple of years. Let's see if regulatory Jason is back. Could you hear us, Jason? I can hear you great. Can you hear me? Awesome. Perfectly. All right. Yes. You're coming in great. All right. I'm dedicated so, to Jason, the show. I ran my name. Um, thanks, man. Thanks, man. It, it, actually, if I think if you turn off your video, I think your audio is coming in a little bit better. Let's try that. How's that? Is that good? Uh, uh, Opti, what do you think? Me. Sounds better to me. Awesome. Okay, so Jason, what we were talking about is making the case to everybody that the recent news for man, they're green lighting Bitcoin and shitcoin payments for imports, and then Russia basically signaling that they're going to do the same is, and the reason that they're doing that is because they're trying to circumvent current U.S. sanctions <coughs> policy. And the case that I was trying to make is. I think a hard question for policymakers, right? And you know, this goes up your alley, right? You guys, you know, you guys do your bit, right? Um, is that a discussion that's being had, or are people in the government doubling down on their ability to control money? Thanks, Nico. I think that what you're seeing is what a bull. Consequence Bitcoin establishes, which is troll that any one government currency. There's a reason, right? Kicked out of China and you know the mining facilities there. Jason, unfortunately, your audio is still coming in a little choppy. You're coming in and out, okay. unfortunately. We can, we can bring them into the Twitter spaces. Come yeah, in the Twitter spaces. Try coming into the Twitter spaces after the show, and then we can continue yeah, on from yeah. there. Unfortunately. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on, Jason. We appreciate it. Simply Bitcoin Live. Simply Bitcoin Live. <laughs> Simply Bitcoin Live. Anyways, Opti, back to back to us, I guess. Dude, this is this is fucking crazy. And I think we actually anticipated this just based on the game theory. Yeah, man. I mean, I say it all the time, you know, you can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. And, and this is inevitable. And, and like I said on Twitter, when, when we dropped this news, you know, when we did the breaking news tweet, it's like, it's happening. GIF. We've been, I don't know how long Bitcoiners have been saying that it's only a matter of time until countries that are on the sanction list realize that Bitcoin is the solution to this it's like i've said it before and and i am an american so so don't call me you know anti-american or whatever but like who gave america the role of global police it's because we have the money printer is because mm -hmm. you know everyone is reliant on our debt to continue to facilitate you know what they're doing in their countries and so Again, I am the resident skeptical Bitcoiner on the show. N Nico does the the news, the, the bullish signal, and I'm just like the, the pleb that's like, oh, man, I don't trust all these people. I got my tinfoil hat on. But there was a lot of talk on Twitter in regards to this tweet when we put it out that, like, it's not really sure whether Russia, what Russia means by digital assets. But I doubled down. It's like, guys, we know that Bitcoin is the only truly decentralized coin so if they really are going to double down on this narrative of trying to rattle around sanctions then we know that they're going to be using bitcoin and so we do know that you know BRICS and and the BRICS nations are talking about creating their own swift system their own cbdc type coin mm -hmm. so you know it, it i think it's only a matter of time until we see exactly which route they go whether this is you know uh 
what what's the saying? Like whether this is them just talking hot air or whether they are actually trying to do what the what the narrative is. But we know that the only coin that can do this for them, if this is what they really want to do to minimize the global police that is the United States and the US dollar, furthermore, is to use Bitcoin. Bitcoin can't be stopped. You know, there will always be someone that will take your Bitcoin if you give them a high enough fee. Like miners will put the transactions into the blockchain as long as they are paid for that process. And so, but furthermore, we do know, like Nico is saying, that the powers that be, the central bankers and the cronies, and I, look, this is my opinion. Like, I fundamentally believe that the central bankers and their cronies, the, you know, the bureaucrats, the government officials, like they know what Bitcoin can do to their power. And this is why they fight Bitcoin. This is why they FUD Bitcoin. This is why they must stop the escape hatch that is Bitcoin. And so someone did mention in the in the, the Twitter Twitter thread that uh, this will be used to like we will be all called Russian assets. And I just d jokingly doubled down. It's like we went from illiterate psychopath or financially illiterate psychopaths to Russian assets in less than one year. So, guys, you know where this narrative is going to go. You know how they're going to spin this PR. So it's upon us to to double down even further and be like, look, this is a feature, not a bug. No one should be in control of the money and everyone should be allowed to transact freely, whether you like them or not. You know, Bitcoin is for enemies. I don't have to like you for you to use Bitcoin. This is a feature, not a bug. We now have a money that cannot be controlled by any small group of people. And look, say what you want about certain people, but I fundamentally believe that, hey, you should be able to transact freely. It's back to that quote that, that, uh, we, that's been attributed to Voltaire in regards to speech. It's like, I may not like what you say, but I will fight for your death to say it. And mm -hmm. we double down as Bitcoiners, hey, I may not like you or your politics, but you should be able to use money without being canceled and shut off and starved from the system. We are all humans. We are all trying to make our way in this world. And Bitcoin allows this, whether you you agree with, uh, you know, the politics here or whatever, or you I mean, agree with it. Do, do you Bitcoin blame? Will let the, what's up? Do you blame these countries? No. Right. They, do you blame these countries for trying to find, you know, a, an alternative? Right. I and, think and, it's and, their, I think it's their right. Like not their right. I think it's 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 purely incentives like they have to do this for their people. They have to do this for their businesses. It's just what we say all the time, Bitcoin incentives stay winning. And, and, and another thing, right, like I think we were all promised with these sanctions that they would, you know, the, the problem with Russia is the same thing, right? Regime change, right? Like that's what we we're promised is regime change. That's where these sanctions are important. And look at the situation that Europe is currently finding itself in. We covered this yesterday where they sanctioned Russia and Russia was providing 25% of the natural gas to Europe and the European energy prices are now par like going parabolic. So it's like, did the sanctions help the people of Europe? No, it made them poorer and they might freeze this winter, right? What has been the net benefit of US sanction policy to Americans? Absolutely nothing. I, 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 I don't know. I think that we were sold something that isn't true. And I think the European examples uh, is, is, is a great example. So and unfortunately, we had we wanted to talk to Jason about that because the Bitcoin Policy Institute, it's in the front line, them and Coin Center. And we wanted to talk about, hey, are you having the discussions of, look, trying to because you have to understand where governments are right now. They're in the bargaining phase where they're just like, OK, we could make Bitcoin into an extension of the old system. And that's exactly what they're trying to do, right? With the OFAC policy, now OFAC is sanctioning open source software. So are we having those discussions where you're trying to say, you know what, we can make Bitcoin into that? Or are we trying to have the actual real discussion that needs to happen, which is, guys, I don't think US sanction policy is compatible with Bitcoin and the way that Bitcoin works. It's an open network, meaning it's the money of enemies. Anybody could use it. So that's the real question that should be had with policymakers. It's not about, oh, we can make Bitcoin into extension with all the, all the controls, all the gatekeeping, an extension of the current system. And we actually need to ask them, what is the benefit to the American people 
of these sanctions. Name them. It definitely benefits D.C. It definitely benefits the bureaucrats of D.C. But the, the reality is, is that it hurts the people of these countries the most. It doesn't hurt their governments because that's what we're sold. But it hurts the people in those countries the most. So is Bitcoin compatible with this? My opinion is no. And I think that's the real discussion that we should have. And the other discussion is, should the U.S. government be dictating what peoples are allowed to use money and what peoples are not allowed to use money? I don't think anybody deserves that type of power. So you're seeing two completely opposing systems, one of bureaucracy control, this kind of top-down approach, and then you're seeing Bitcoin, and they're on a freaking collision path. And that's why Cynthia Lummis, in the beginning of the video, when we played it for you guys, said that the Treasury's hostile. No shit. Why wouldn't they be hostile? This takes away a, a very powerful tool from them. And this is just the beginning. We're at inning number one. They just announced that they're going to use Bitcoin to facilitate trade. And then this leads me to the other kind of eventuality that I reached in my head about last week, right? Is that if your shitcoin isn't decentralized, then it will inevitably be captured by government because they're going to want to try to remain in control. And the only one that could resist that is Bitcoin because of its decentralization. But because of its decentralization, Who's to say that in a couple years now that Iran and Russia are openly saying we are using Bitcoin to facilitate trade, how long until the U.S. government or the U.S. Treasury, better said, does the same thing that it did with Tornado Cash and it says, hey, we must sanction Bitcoin's open source software and you could only download specific wallets from the App Store and you could only download specific software that is OFAC compliant. How long until that happens? So I think that this that's where that's exactly where this is going. It's obvious. Look, I showed you guys the definition of the Wikipedia article. It doesn't say technology, it doesn't say tool there. It says specifically self-governing state, group, or individual. Are they going to change the definition of this just like they changed the definition of inflation? Just like they did, they changed the definition of recession? Anyways, I think this is where this is going. I'm sorry, guys. This was a live show. I was really looking forward to Jason and going back and forth about this discussion. Hopefully, we can get him back with a better connection or we can get back David Zell and we can have that discussion for you guys. But anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, brother? I mean, I, I think I think you said it. this is way more of your forte. But I, I mean, it's very obvious that sanctions don't work. Um, furthermore, the sanctions only really hurt the, the, the you know, the poor people of those countries. It, it you know, the 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 high level elites, quote unquote, they they can you know they're working outside of the system anyways and so like it doesn't really matter to you know to them and furthermore it's like i'm i'm just doubling down on the ideas like i am an american i i love i love america i i love you know where i'm where i where i live and and where i'm currently living but like who gave the us the power to be the global police and tell other countries what to do and how to live correctly you know i fundamentally believe one truth like i don't know the best way for you to live your life i only know the best way for me to live my life and and i think that should extend out to to our country and like i say i'm again i say it almost every single day like you can't ban bitcoin you can only ban yourself from bitcoin the bitcoin incentives just stay winning and there will always be someone that will take your bitcoin if you have you know the right fee like Bitcoin, in my opinion, is fungible. Uh, UTXO is a UTXO. You can say there's taint all you want, but hey, send me your UTXOs. I don't care. It's it's all good to me. It's all Bitcoin. Fundamentally, doesn't matter. But furthermore, to what you're saying, I think we are going to see uh, the U.S. government, you know, U.S. Treasury, what what have you, what institution is definitely going to double down on this and and try to extend mm -hmm. this down and and like the tornado cash stuff, extend this to Bitcoin. Which means, furthermore, you guys, like, run Bitcoin Core, use your nodes, continue, if, if possible, if you have a website, you know, upload, upload the software, Bitcoin Core software, if you can, build the tools so that we can route around this stuff, because we know that the powers that be are getting more tyrannical, they are, 
they have to double down on authoritarianism to, to maintain control because we say it all the time. If Bitcoin is doing what we know it to be doing and it, it will do it, we are playing for all the marbles, guys. Fiat, the fiat world will collapse eventually. Do we know when? No, but they can't kick the can down the road any longer. It can only go for so long. And furthermore, we have the solution. It is Bitcoin uncensorable censorship resistant money 21 million hard cap like these are the problems in the world we have a global police that's trying to stop people from transacting freely and you can't debase our currency so fundamentally we're killing two birds with one stone we're taking away their power to create perpetual wars and we're allowing human freedom and and the free market to innovate and, and create products that will continue to make our lives better. We just double down on this stuff, guys. Like Bitcoin is the way, Bitcoin is freedom. You can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from freely transacting. Have Boom. fun playing stupid games. You're gonna win stupid prizes. Exactly. This is the separation of money and state. This is what it's about. These little things, you think they're meaningless, you think they're noise, but once you start tying it up to the bigger picture, holy cap, it's not a coincidence, guys that two weeks before Iran and um, Iran and Russia announced that they're using Bitcoin to potentially facilitate international transactions, the Treasury coincidentally uh, sanctioned open source software. And it's not a coincidence at the same time that Cynthia Lummis at Bitblock Boom, coincidentally, she said the Treasury is the most hostile. That's not a coincidence, guys. That's freaking signal. This is the separation of money and state take self-custody and because you take self-custody you'll be able to watch in the sidelines with some popcorn anyways let's check out the culture shall we daily culture brought to you by swanbitcoin.com swan is the best way to build your bitcoin stack with automated bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from ten dollars to ten million dollars Swan incentivizes self-custody and they also incentivize dollar cost averaging. Spread out that risk. Visit swanbitcoin.com today. All right, all right, all right. Guys, check out Pacific Bitcoin. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast. November 10th through 11th, Los Angeles, California. Speaker list includes Corey Clipston, Alex Epstein, Dylan LeClaire, Jeff Booth, Pierre Richard, Mark Moss, Alex Gladstein, Dr. Jeff Ross, and that's right, Nico's on there. You can take advantage of the promo code simply to get a discount to your tickets to Pacific Bitcoin. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, I know I know you guys think me and Nico plan all this stuff, but I really think that this article is going to to touch on what we are talking about on on the news the news. Uh, section. I know it doesn't have to do with sanctions, but it does have to do with the relationship that fiat has between individuals and their government. So for those that aren't on the YouTube, I'm covering Jimmy Song's article that he just released on Bitcoin Magazine, and it's called Fiat Infects Relationships with High Time Preference. So I am going to read a little bit of this stuff, guys, because I think there's a lot of signal in here. And and I, like I told you guys, my sister watches this show, and I really want her to get some of this signal. I hope she's watching this because, you know, the people still in my family think that I'm a crazy Bitcoiner. But anyways, this is why we do what we do. So here I'm going to go and Jimmy Song starts this article with our relationships have be, have an unwelcome intruder, and that's the government. This is what we're telling you guys in the news section about who gave the government, you know, the 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 unleashed power to control everyone's actions and it's because they have the money printer bitcoin fixes this so late in this article a society is a network of relationships between people and most relationships have an authority in the middle and thus have a centralized controller when it comes to justice or comments a third party can figure out something in the midst of conflict is desirable but centralization is a problem when it restricts the freedom of how people want to relate especially when there's no conflict this is literally what we just said in the news, just rewritten in a different way. I don't need to argue here the importance of human relationships for a good and happy life. It's a given, but relationships are in many ways the things that make life interesting and worth living. The relationship network, network is civilization. And as we say all the time, fiat, 
infects everything. Fiat is a cancer, and it does affect the way that you interact with the people around you in your life. So, unfortunately, our relationships have been debased. Just like your money has been debased, your relationships have also been debased. The quality of all relationships have been made much worse by the present of fiat money. We all instinctively feel this. I know you feel this. I know you feel like you are trapped in the rat race. And, and furthermore, that you just have superficial relationships with everyone around you. And this is why relationships seem especially shallow and there's a high time preference feel to them. Why do first impressions matter so much? Why it's so difficult to connect with anyone on a deep level? Do people not even desire to have deep relationships? These are the questions that Jimmy Song is answering in this article. So we're going to start with high time preference relationships. And for those people that get confused with high time preference, low time preference, like what are you talking about? High time preference just means short term thinking and, and, and needing something quickly. So why save and plan for the future when the very money that we use is debased constantly? Government promises various forms of safety nets for the long term. So why not live for the present? Fiat money changes the incentives from long term planning to short term fun. I know I personally have been that person before Bitcoin, and now since Bitcoin, I can finally think for my future, think about planning for my future, and it's just, it feels good, guys. I say it all the time, find Bitcoin Zen, and this is what I mean. You can build on a strong foundation and live your life. So as a result, relationships are not built with a long-term view, working relationships, friendships, and even family relationships are entered in with a very short-term focus. In a fiat economy, people expect relationships to provide for the here and now. Sadly, a short-term focus incentivizes exploitation. Oh man, I can't wait till we get to the government part and it will tap into what we started in the news. If you're not in a relationship for the long term, why not burn bridges for your own benefit? Further, short-term nature of relationships make them shallow people are more concerned with having getting access or making life convenient than they are with character loyalty or reliability and this is one of my favorite aspects of being a bitcoiner and my bitcoin friends is the friends that i have have high character high loyalty or high reliability i said it in a tweet today on twitter is like yo can you look around at your friends and ask whether they can watch your back in this information war i know i can i hope you can ask yourself these same questions your relationship is only as good as your last interaction if it wasn't fun or interesting or feel good in some way it's likely to end say some harsh truth and you're likely to no longer have a relationship i know i've been there i say the crazy thing and then you get ghosted doesn't feel good but people with high integrity bitcoiners are different, built different. In a fiat system, people have a higher time preference and high time preference people are not very disciplined. Many people end up burning relationships on a regular basis because the investment in that relationship wasn't much to begin with. And this is especially true with people that don't need anything from you. So here we go. I think this is one of the most important parts of Bitcoin Twitter about your reputation, as I call it, building your verified Bitcoin network. It's that fiat reduces the need for reputation. Reputation used to be critical to making money. Having a bad reputation was a quick path to ruin. Fiat money changed that. Instead of being subject to market forces of supply and demand, rent seekers need only to please the money printer the only relationship that needs to be maintained is with whoever pays the salary Seekers will do the minimum they can to meet requirements we say this every single day in regards to government this is why like the sanctions don't work is because the elite only have to kiss the ring to the money printer except for us the average individual we you know we got to build our reputation and then we get shit on it's absolutely insane clown world confirmed but contrast this with a market transaction or a free market money like bitcoin people that are seeking your business or service are much more likely to self-monitor and invest in the relationship they have a much longer time horizon because they are motivated by profit and not just by satisfaction satisfying a boss. Fiat jobs have essentially made long-term consumer relationships almost unnecessary. Fiat has permeated other relationships and like most fiat things has infected and debased them like cancer. Fiat infection is an employer
employee relationships because the government regulates the relationship through employment laws. The government is a third party in the relationship and they add a lot of friction. And if employers and employees creatively figuring out what would work for them, the government tells you what to do. There's little innovation or competition because these aspects are the same everywhere. You are an individual. Your relationship should be subjective and individualized. We are not robots and automatons. Humans are not fungible. You can't just treat someone the same way that you treat someone else. This is a feature, not a bug. This is why companies feel so cold and impersonable. This is why you feel like you're stuck in the rat race. Why you feel in the matrix is because they are treating you like a robot that can be treated the same as everyone else. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that we treat people differently, not in a bad way. It's just you have certain interactions with people. You, you have certain jokes with people. You know certain people are different, and you treat them differently. Even entrepreneurs are not exempt from government intervention as their relationships with their customers are regulated because politics overtakes everything. Relationships that have money at the center are not the only relationships affected by fiat money because politics is everywhere. Politics makes it unwelcome entry into even personal relationships. The price of getting to the money printer is such a big incentive that everyone fights over the right thing to do in their own group's benefit. Rent seeking is a lot easier than serving the needs of the market, so political action takes on an enormous importance. The political arguments have also become morally charged. Every argument for money ends up being a moral, moral argument. The bigger your victim status, the bigger moral claim you have to the newly printed money. Look at what just happened last week on student loan forgiveness and every other government policy. You are the biggest victim here. We are going to give you more money because of your victim status. And this just literally is taking from someone and giving to another. They are stealing from the productive class to give to the unproductive class. It's infecting every relationship at its core. Relationships are now tinge with that victimhood status and only become monetarily people within your group create an echo chamber where saying something politically in opposition to that group is liable to get you ostracized what did we just cover in the news about sanctions literally wrong think you get cut off from the monetary system you got to follow the big stick or else you're going to get hit every relationship because of fiat money feel shallow because they are. It is all status games. You cannot make money in a fiat economy without climbing the status ladder. Unlike a market economy where innovation, creativity, and goods and services make you money in a fiat economy, having the right opinions, having the right political skills, and having the ability to make a first impression are what get you into the money printer door. This is reflected in the relationships we have. People are seeking your vote or support within your in-group so they can climb the status ladder. No longer is it based on merit. No longer is it based on being a good human. It's just who you know. As the saying goes, your network is your net worth. Well, the Cantillon effect is literally how close are you to the money printer, and this is how far you will go up in the ladder. Contrast this to market economies where goods and services matter much more. The goods and services ultimately make the impression, not the political abilities of the person selling them. You can't just burn bridges in a Bitcoin standard without it costing you money. In a free market, your relationships cost you if you mess them up. Your reputation means something. And of course, this also goes into your friendships. You know, one of the, and I love this this point right here because I see it all the time. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I do see this or I did see this on social media. One of the saddest things I see over the years is the proliferation of multi-level marketing type schemes. People are seeing friendships as a resource to make money off and are perfectly happy to exploit them for that purpose. The result, a lot of burned bridges and relationships that shatter because of the attempt of rent seeking. And of course, he's, he, we jump into authority subject relationships, which I brought in with the government. The oddity of democracy is that at least nominally, the authorities need the consent of the government. Consent of the government is a good thing, but unfortunately, when fiat money enters the equation, we get deceitful governance. We see this literally every single day. On this is why we do the show. We are now constantly being propagandized. If they can get our vote through deception, rhetoric, and propaganda, even while isolating 49% of the population, they will. The truth is not fun to swallow, so the incentive is to lie and deceive. 
and that is not a great foundation for a relationship. Our politicians are out here lying to your face and then telling you that you are wrong. They are gaslighting you so hard. This relationships out here, it's you can't build a good relationship in the fiat world because they are all shallow. I know you feel this. I know I have a bunch of Bitcoin friends that literally don't like hanging out with their normie friends because of this very reason. They just think it's shallow. There's no substance to it. But Bitcoin fixes this. The incentives of Bitcoin are very different from fiat money. What I've seen is that the high time preference people will show themselves. We see you, uh, quote unquote, Bitcoin maxis that turn into scammers. You can name names. I don't have to go down there. You already know what I'm talking about. But the people that have stayed are many and they're not liable to go away easily because there's simply more character and loyalty in this group. Bitcoin is different and changes the incentives in relationships. We care more deeply about the long term because we have savings and can plan for that. Relationships matter and weeding out the bad ones is just as important as keeping the good ones. Bitcoiners instinctively know this from the many affinity scamming out corners in our space. The relationships that last are self-selecting. It's a beautiful system of how relationships ought to be. Let's make relationships deep again, guys. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful article. I really highly recommend you read the whole thing. I, I definitely skipped over a few stuff because we are running a little late, but I fundamentally believe this. Like, I have fundamentally built my life around these relationships. I had a meme at Bitcoin uh, conference in Miami. I was there with like five or six of my Bitcoin friends. And it was funny because we've all met from Twitter. You know, we met on Telegram and we looked at each other and we're like, dude, like you guys know that we're stuck with each other for life. And we all agreed. It's like, yes, duh. Like we are in this for the long run. We understand that, like we say it all the time, you know, Proof of work is much more than about mining. It's a way of life. And your reputation means something. This is why so many quote unquote Bitcoin maximalists get freaking wrecked after a while because they build this reputation and then they rug pull you and they do something shady and then they try to walk it back. It's like, no, your reputation takes a long time to build and you can ruin that overnight. This is a feature, not a bug. Be a lot more conscious about what you are doing out there. Stop fucking people over. Provide value to people. The golden rule, guys. Remember in, in kindergarten, the golden rule. Treat others as if you want, or what's the Treat <laughs> others as if you want to be treated. How you like, want to be treated. How you yes, want to be treated. It's like, guys, what is going on out there? We are, we are living in a world of shit where you are incentivized to be deceitful. You are incentivized to lie. But Bitcoin is bringing back the golden rule. Provide value and you will be rewarded. Put in the work, you know, put in the effort and life will treat you better. Think yeah. for the long term. Anyways, uh, Nico, I think I ran too long enough. I, amen. <laughs> Man, you were very thorough with that article for sure. Dude, um, look. I can only speak for myself, right? For myself, right? I have a really hard time relating to my fiat friends because we are so out of sync. Um, and I think Bitcoin really wakes you up to those, you know, to the to that reality. I I, I do believe that Bitcoin. You don't change Bitcoin. Bitcoin changes you, and look. Look at how we all get along with other Bitcoiners and look at how desynced you are with regular relationships. Now, is it because we have a lot of things in common with other Bitcoiners? Um, I wouldn't say so. You know, there's a lot of, you know, socialist uh, Bitcoiners that we t try to bring on the show, progressive case for Bitcoin, that we might not fundamentally agree on a ideological level but because bitcoin is this common ground right so yeah man i i think jimmy song absolutely killed it in that freaking article um holy crap <laughs> dude uh opti at the end of the article there was 10 bullet points do you mind reading them okay yeah i I didn't want to uh, add add too much thought. You you keep telling me that I'm reading too much, <laughs> and I need to I need to not add. So I tried to minimal down to the, the meat, people. Yes, the people there. come for you, Opti, not the article. <laughs> okay. I, I know, I know. I, I'm doing my best here. Anyways, here I got it shared up here. 
And uh, here we go, guys. This is, I literally, when I was reading this morning, I, I looked at my room and I'm like, yo, Jimmy's song just dunking on people. So 10 reasons you're lonely. Meeting your M, I forget what is it, massive multi-online role-playing game friends in real life just wasn't as interesting as you thought it'd be. Zoom calls sadly don't satisfy your need to warm human contact. You think changing your Tinder profile is improving yourself. You insist on watching part 15 of an anime series when people come over. Eating takeout at the office to make partner status has been a bigger priority than dates. You keep telling your life story to anyone that shows even minimal listening skills. You only meet people at political rallies. You insist on having only friends that envy your success it's hard to bring dates over to your parents basement and you're not happy unless you're <laughs> miserable freaking <laughs> dunked on <laughs> just dunked on so hard man it's honestly guys i i couldn't endorse this article anymore you know i've been on this message of like spreading the good word of bitcoin being a, a shining example of what it means to be a bitcoiner and and you know bringing back the idea of of friendships of building a family of building a community this is what bitcoiners always talk about is because i know you have the friends out there they're shallow your conversations are only so deep you try to get deep and they're like yo what are you talking about like shut up like say a joke with me and you're like dude like can we talk about some substance here for a little bit this is what Bitcoin will bring back, guys. I fundamentally believe I, it's happened for me. If it can happen for me, it can happen for anyone. I like with Nico, for instance, we met on Bitcoin and now we're on the mission and we're going to create something beautiful because we both have this idea of Leo. We are putting in the work to build something long term so that we can provide value for you guys out there. This is what Bitcoin allows, guys. Trust the process, provide the value, and you will be rewarded in Bitcoin. I fundamentally believe this. Boom, boom, boom. All right, guys. Let's go to the favorite part of the show, the meme review. Daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 11. This is the artwork for volume 10. And this is the artwork for volume two. Volume two is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. Boom. All right, guys, we are here for the meme review. Your favorite aspect of the meme review, of course, Put your meme review score in the chat after. As Nika always says, if tweets are the bullet, memes are the artillery in the meme warfare, guys. Oof. This is an information war, and you are fighting it on the front lines, whether you know it or not. This is your position, and this is your role. Anyways, continuing on yesterday's theme of EU wrecking themselves in energy policy, we got Spente over here. Shouts out to Spente at Bitcoin Crusader, and he goes, 2019, I support Greta, and it's got the old guy with the smiling face, the, the painful smile, and then 2022, why is my gas so expensive? The people out there still don't fundamentally understand why they are being wrecked in energy prices, why the, the government is doubling down on more government control is because they aren't paying attention. And that's that's how the game is played out. What did, we, what did I just cover in the culture? This is the game. Your relationships, your relationships to information and truth is just it's just on the surface. Bitcoin fixes this. Anyways, another one's by Zuby Music. Say what you want about Zuby. I added this one because Nico always calls me the in-house conspiracy theorist or the in-house truther. And so it's a family. It's a little girl talking to her mom. He goes, Mom, what's a conspiracy theorist? And the mother goes, somebody who figures out the truth before most people, my dear. <laughs> bars, bars. And here, guys, this guy at Ego Drive, he's not even a Bitcoiner, but this meme right here hits so hard that I think more people need to understand this. So I'm going to read it. You guys need to understand how this works. Dad, why do people give up freedom for security? And the dad goes, it's called the Hegelian dialectic, sweetie. They create a problem. The problem creates a reaction. If there's enough fear and hysteria, people will not only accept the solution that limits their rights, but they will actually beg for it. You need to instill this process into your brain and you can start understanding how the propaganda works, how the powers that be are literally manufacturing uh, dissent and you will understand their playbook. This is literally the playbook, the he Hegelian dialectic, guys. You need to study this a little more. Mm -hmm. 
Next one is uh, we dropped this article. Of course, the UN wants a CBDC. It's Agenda 23 Endgame. Prosperity for all is what the UN claims while ironically making it a mission to curb Bitcoin adoption in developing countries that need it most. And it's me and Nico going back and forth with Boom. But the meme is by Rave Elevator and he's a play on the Matrix, the lady in the red dress. And it's Jerome Powell talking and it goes, are you paying attention, Neo, or are you staring at the woman in the red dress? Oof, guys, I hope you are paying attention. Are you watching closely, Anon? And the next one, shouts out to RDBTC. He tags us in the memes all the time, so we get the first look at it. But stack stats and stay humble. Hashtag Bitcoin 2022. Ha ha ha. I can't believe you're still buying Bitcoin. You must be mad. Chad, I know. And then 2024, the tone flips. They're mad at us. Oh my God, I can't believe you bought Bitcoin so cheap. You were so lucky. I know. Chad, I know. Look, guys, I've said this before. Do not let people call you lucky. You've put in the work. You put in the time. You've earned this. Do not let anyone tell you that you've got lucky. It takes hard work to get here. You need to put in the effort. You need to put in the time. Hodling isn't easy. Don't let anyone try to tell you otherwise. And this next one, shout out Adder Gigi. This is a play on the, you know, the cardboard guy uh, holding up a sign and it goes, sats are the standard, which spells out sats. And it's the guy just sats everywhere. And it's, it's quoting, uh, you know, going parabolic unit bias in Bitcoin is real. Devs do something. We've done it. It's sats, push sats guys. I, I, I think in sats. And you guys were all talking about Vitalik's boner yesterday. So the future of finance, a picture of Vitalik with a boner. And then the commu crypto community, shitcoin community says, let's create a token. And if you can see right here, the price jumped 48% in the last hour when this screenshot was created. I think this is a culmination of what it means to be a shitcoiner. They just do stupid games, win stupid prizes, and then they come and they call us uh you know old old heads over here old tech and it's like guys you are not creating anything of value this whole show today is talking about providing value providing substance and understanding that the fiat system incentivizes stupid behavior like this it's it's very superficial it's all about being close to the money printer and in shitcoin land it is no different it's all about being close to the the pre-mine uh shitcoin holder anyways we've gone long today today's meme review score is this bitblock boom koozie holder boom so guys put in your score while nico does does his score so that we can I'm going to give it scores. upside down Gillette deodorant <laughs> stick. Boom. Boom. Anyways, guys, while you guys rate the memes, I'm going to tell you guys about Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. You could join it by t.me slash the Simply Bitcoin channel. That's where you could link us Bitcoin memes to review so we could review them on the meme review. And of course, check out Simply Bitcoin's blog, Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. To go to it, you need to go to simplybitcoin.news. That will take you there. It's literally free. And it's basically the written version of this show. Loco already gave a meme score. He gives it a wet plunger. Mr. Robot, a one ball of Willow Smith pity. <laughs> And of course, Bitcoin Becca, I give these memes my half-drank shower beer vacation mode. You're drinking beer in the shower? Anyways, um, I... Dude, you've never drank in a beer in the shower? Come on, Nico. The shower water doesn't get in there? You don't... I'll talk to you after. <laughs> I give them a strand of Trump's orange hair. All right, all right, all right. Very good scores... Guys, you can also comment if you missed the live version, but I think we have an open source software release today. Let's check it out. Bitcoin software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that stores their Bitcoin seed on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage, dog attacks, everything. Your seed can be eaten by dogs or cats or animals if you store it on paper. You definitely want to store your seed on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher safe get yourself a cypher wheel or a cypher grid today visit cyphersafe.io all right guys 
for today's software release. We got LND version 0.15.1. And as you can see, it added zero comp channels. Uh, I don't know how to say this. SCID aliases, switches to using taproot addresses. Oh man, let's go. And an optional database migration that can potentially reclaim gigabytes of disk space for old and large LND nodes. So it's like that. That's a big release right mm -hmm. there for LND. Let's go. Let's Anyways, go. guys. If you if you like what we're doing, listen to the audio on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor FM, and if you really really love and think we're providing value, stream us some sets on Fountain. We love you guys. Thank you for your time. Boom. Anyways, Nico, let's roll this yeah, one out. Yeah, guys, check out our awesome clothing sponsor, OptiNet. Wear the hoodies every single day. Represent Ltd.com. They're stylish. They're comfy. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off representltd.com. Guys, that was our show. The number one thing that you could do. God damn it, yellow. The number one thing that you could do to help Simply Bitcoin spe spread the word of Satoshi is share the video. That's exactly what YouTube likes. Share it with your normie friends. Try to wake them up. Try to orange pill. Of course, like, subscribe comment all of that helps with the mysterious youtube algorithm and of course guys we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of simply bitcoin which one's the best crypto asset well bitcoin's the best crypto asset okay what's the second best there is no second best.